we are talking about nuclear energy. Nuclear energy, well, uh, can be divided into a nuclear power that can create intercontinental ballistic. Nuclear power can create energy of what, sir? And today, in the building, we will be bringing you a brand new program called Afri and Nuke in Africa Nuke, right? Is that Afri and Nuke, Africa and Nuclear Technology, Nuclear Power, right? All right. So it's Afri Nuke in partnership with M Square. I'm sure a lot of you, a lot of you want to know what we are talking about. And with me in the studio is a gentleman, Jeremiah Mbazo. Jeremiah, you are welcome. Thank you very much. All right. And uh, before then, uh, Mr. Hapa Roy is also uh, one of those, uh, compari, I'll call him, because he'll be talking much and contributing a lot to it. He's a director and a senior research scientist, African Center for Science and International Security. Stay glued to our forces radio. I'll show you no dull moments. I am happy to have the opportunity to share my perspective on nuclear science and technology in Africa with you today. I am going to talk about radiation, its sources, categories, and nuclear security and non-profit role. I have divided my talk into four parts. First, I will explain the concept of radiation. Second, I will move on to talk about radiation sources. Third, I will discuss the IAEA radioactive source categorization system. Fourth, I am going to talk about nuclear security and our FRISI's work in strengthening nuclear security in the continent of Africa. Finally, I will wrap up with four takeaways. So, let's start by explaining radiation. The first thing you need to know is the origin of the term and its extensional meaning. Radiation types and classes. But what is radiation? The word radiation comes from the Latin word radiatio, which means ray of light. Radiation is energy in the form of high particles or electromagnetic waves released from the atoms of a radioactive source, traveling through space at the speed of light and absorbed by humans and other objects. There are four types of ionizing radiation, alpha particles, beta particles, gamma rays, and neutrons. Each type of radiation has different properties that affect how people can detect it and how it can affect humans. Many forms of ionizing radiation are invisible. We cannot feel it, see it, test it, or smell it. Therefore, well-trained and competent professionals with the use of spatial instruments can detect radiation, measure its intensity, and interpret the measurement. Remember, there are many types of radiation. A distinctive feature of radiation is that each type is either ionizing or non-ionizing. Ionizing radiation has sufficient energy to penetrate humans, thus a health risk. Most ionizing radiation comes from radioactive materials and X-ray machines and includes alpha particles, beta particles, neutron radiation, gamma radiation, and X-rays. 
Non-ionizing radiation is potentially less harmful but can hit substances. For example, the microwave radiation inside a microwave oven hits water and food rapidly. We are exposed to low levels of non-ionizing radiation every day. Exposure to intense direct amounts of non-ionizing radiation may result in damage to tissue due to heat. Next, I would like to talk about radiation sources. You will remember I mentioned earlier that radiation comes from radioactive sources. Radioactive sources are composed of atoms that are unstable. An unstable atom gives off its excess energy until it becomes stable. The excess energy emitted is called radiation. Note that there are two sources of radiation, natural and man-made radiation that we live with safely every day. Natural radiation, also called background radiation, comes from three sources, cosmic radiation, terrestrial radiation, and internal radiation. Cosmic radiation comes from the air and from outer space. The sun, the stars, send a constant stream of cosmic radiation to Earth, much like a steady drizzle of rain. Terrestrial radiation comes from the Earth itself. This is because radioactive materials, including uranium, thorium, and radium, exist naturally in soil and rocks under the earth. Essentially, all air contains radon, which is responsible for most of the dose that humans receive each year from natural background sources. In addition, water contains small amounts of dissolved uranium and thorium, and all organic matter, both plant and animal contain radioactive carbon and potassium. Some of these materials are ingested with food and water, while others, such as radon, are inhaled. Internal radiation comes from people, mainly from radioactive potassium-40 and calcium-40 inside our bodies from birth, and therefore we are sources of exposure to others. Man-made radiation which is mainly alpha, beta, and gamma, is radiation artificially created from the decay of radioactive isotopes by people to enhance human prosperity. Every day, we are ionizing radiation to help us live healthy lives. Approximately half of all cancer patients receive radiation therapy during their lifetimes. The radiation therapy uses radiation with high amounts of energy in order to kill cancer cells by damaging their DNA. But it can affect normal cells too. Ionizing radiation is found in smoke detectors. It is also used to disinfect medical instruments and blood and to perform many other tasks in our daily lives. It is also a byproduct of the nuclear power generation and can be found in nuclear weapons. Although all living things are exposed to natural background radiation, exposure to man-made radiation sources differ for the following groups of persons, members of the public and occupationally exposed individuals. 
members of the public are exposed to radiation from medical sources, which is by far the most significant man-made source, primary during diagnostic X-ray and nuclear medicine procedures. The public is also exposed to radiation from consumer products, such as building and road construction materials, televisions, smoke detectors, combustible fuels, including gas and coal. In general, occupational exposed individuals work in areas including fuel cycle facilities, industrial radiography, radioactive department, nuclear medicine department, radiation oncology department, nuclear power plant, and government and university research laboratories. Such individuals are exposed to a varying amount of radiation, depending on their specific job and sources with which they work including Cobalt 60, Season 137, and 241, and other isotopes. For that reason, the National Nuclear Regulatory Authority of each country requires its licenses to limit occupational exposure to adult working with radioactive material to below an acceptable seven level per year. Right. Was that clear? So I will move on to talk about the IE radioactive source categorization system. The re-exposed by radioactive sources vary widely, depending on such factors as the radionuclide use, the physical and chemical form and activity. Therefore, in 2004, the IAEA, the leading international organization for intergovernmental scientific and technical cooperation in nuclear radiological field, published a code of conduct on the safety and security of radioactive sources. This document marked the beginning of a global trend towards the increased control of, accountability for, and security of radioactive sources. The categorization system set out in the safety guide has five categories, with category one sources being the most hazardous and category five sources the least hazardous. The hazardous source is one of that could give rise to an exposure sufficient to cause a severe deterministic effect if not managed safely and securely. The categorization system is based on a logical and transparent method that provides the flexibility for it to be applied in a wide range of circumstances. On the basis of this categorization, Risk-informed decisions can be made in a greatest approach to the regulatory control of radioactive sources for the purpose of safety and security. The categorization system is used by national authorities in establishing the appropriate degree of regulatory control for many activities which include developing and refining national regulatory infrastructures optimizing decisions about the priorities for regulation within resources constraint and emergency planning and response. Today's evolving threat and security circumstances warrant a review of the categorization system to include radioactive source hazard. In 2021, the United States Academy of Sciences, Engineering and Medicine Ahok Committee, the expert proposed changes to the ranking of source hazard. The expert proposed that for prioritizing 
effort to reduce risk from malicious use of radiation sources, the U.S. National Regulatory Commission should consider radiation sources' potential to cause contamination of large areas resulting in economic and social disruption. To determine what, if any, additional security measures are needed. This proposal aims to fill a vulnerability in the global nuclear security architecture in Africa and the most common radionuclide contained in Category 1 to three radioactive sources include cobalt 60, iridium 192, americium 241, and selenium-75, which are widely used across many fields and enhance human prosperity. Let me take a moment to briefly talk about security of nuclear and other radioactive material in the role of nuclear science and technology in Africa. There are many different kinds of radiation and radioactive sources, but for the purposes of nuclear security, we are interested in ionizing radiation sources. Technically speaking, the term nuclear refers to uranium, plutonium, and thorium, and any other compound thereof. While the phrase of the radioactive material refers primarily to ionizing radiation sources, such as cesium-137, strontium-90, iridium-192, cobalt-60, and radium-226. Nuclear materials and technologies find various peaceful applications in Africa. For example, the area in line with the Atomic for Peace and Development Mandate support African countries in their effort to reach the 17 Sustainable Development Goals set out in the United Nations 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. Many countries use nuclear science and technology to contribute to and meet their development objectives in areas including energy, human health, food production, water management, and environmental protection. The use of these techniques contributes directly to nine of the 17 SDGs. However, nuclear materials and other radioactive substances can harm the people and environment if used by non-authorized persons, in particular if those materials are acquired by terrorists, this would be a serious threat for security worldwide. Nuclear security deals with the prevention and detection of and response to theft, sabotage, unauthorized access, illegal transfer, or other malicious acts involving nuclear material, other radioactive substances, and their associated facilities. Nuclear security is so far an international responsibility that makes more difficult the implementation and assessment of standard international practices in recent years, with the increasing terrorism threat worldwide, nuclear security is getting more and more important. This has been one of the push factors of the international community to apply greater efforts to minimize this threat. Okay, so what next? I'm going to talk about the FRISIS activities and programs as they complement and fill gaps in the effort of national government and international organizations in strengthening nuclear security in Africa. Africa is a small non-profit organization with headquarters in Ghana. 
Afrisis operates two offices, one in Accra in partnership with Ghana Atomic Energy Commission, and another in Yaoundé in partnership with Cameroon's National Radiation Protection Agency since 2015. The mission of Afrisis is twofold. To help African states comply with international treaties and conventions in order to prevent the use of weapons of mass destruction, and two, to promote the developed, safe and peaceful uses of nuclear technologies. Africans make use of a network of global multi-sectoral partnerships to assess security threats, identify implementation challenges, reflect on regional approaches and build the human capacities and capabilities vital for government to understand and make informed choices about security threats of domestic and international concern. AFISIS was created in response to observations by global organizations including the African Union, the United Nations and the European Union that threats Posts by WMGs have been largely on addressing Africa. Historically, this inaction has been the result of a lack of awareness and coordinated action across the continent, strained by resources and the pressing nature of other economic and political issues. However, Modern development in many African states now make it essential that we focus explicitly on nuclear security and safety. Currently, more than a dozen African nations are planning to develop nuclear power plants in order to address their severe energy crisis and plan to move forward with biotechnology in order to achieve food security and sustainable agriculture. These are exciting, positive developments, but they are occurring on a continent burdened by a growing number of factors. These factors create a security challenges for international trade of dual-use WMD-sensitive materials and take considerable financial and political tolls on African states, which in turn weaken global efforts to combine nuclear rhetoric and terrorism. That wraps up my remarks on nuclear security. So, finally, I have four takeaways for you. First, radiation is part of everyday life and is all around us. Since the beginning of time, all living creatures have been and are still being exposed to low levels of non ionizing radiation. Since radiation can be harmful in large doses, however, we should simply avoid unnecessary exposure. Second, there are four major types of radiation, alpha particles, beta particles, neutrons, and electromagnetic waves. They differ in mass, energy, and how deeply they penetrate humans, animals, and other objects. Gamma rays and X-rays can penetrate through the human body. This is why they are useful in medicine to show whether bones are broken or where there is too decay or to look at a tumor. Third, nuclear security is the cornerstone of preventing nuclear terrorism. An attack anywhere in the world would be an attack everywhere. Currently, 
Nuclear material security largely depends on actions by individual states. A comprehensive global system is needed to provide confidence in each state's material security. Fourth and finally, as a free state, we are always seeking broader collaborations in our mission. We hope you will partner with us to defend against the dangerous and violent uses of nuclear and other radioactive materials and to promote their peaceful and beneficial uses, not just in Nigeria, but also in Africa and across the world. Thank you. Every day around us, one typical application where it is used is in the treatment of cancer. Uh, the WHO uh, provides that at least 50% of all patients who are suffering from cancer will undergo radiotherapy. And mm. um, radiotherapy is basically nuclear technology where we are taking advantage of gamma radiation mm. that can penetrate our bodies and that can be concentrated on a particular location mm. which is a tumor to kill the DNA of those cancer cells and thereby giving life to millions of people around the world. I am also happy that this question came up because Nigeria is the biggest country in Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also understand that the number of cancer cases in Nigeria are really increasing and there is a dire need for the government to increase the number of the radiotherapy machine in the country. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that answer. Uh, Will we still have another caller calling in? Hello. Hello, good morning. Good morning, please. What's your name and where are you calling us from? My name is Abdul Karim. I'm calling from Abdul. Okay, Abdul. Please go on with your question. Yes. Um, I want you to understand how radiation has really affected us in this particular part of the country. I'm sorry, this particular part of Africa, this region, Nigeria itself. Okay. How has radiation really affected Nigeria? Okay, okay. I'm sure that uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Hubert uh, uh, Foy will uh, answer that question. And his question is, how has radiation actually affected Africa in general? And that is Abdul Karim from Asokoro. Please, maybe you can contribute to that, sir. Yes, I will be happy to answer that question. Uh, I think in my remarks, I mentioned already that we have an electromagnetic spectrum. So the cell phone that we are using is part of radiation. So that is a low-level radiation which cannot harm the human body. Okay. And that's why we are using it for communication. Uh, let's put that aside. At another level, we are seeing television every single day. Uh, we are using the radio that we are transmitting across rivers and thousands of miles around the world. These are radio waves. These are all radiations that we are living with, and that is making life better, beautiful, and healthier for us as human beings. The economy of Africa depends a large extent on the use of nuclear and radiological technology. And what I'm just interested is to 
contribute to creating that awareness and in the fact the so many myths and conspiracies that are surrounding radiation, nuclear technology, and where biological technology are something that is a monster, something that we shouldn't even embrace. Mm. On the contrary, is something that we are living with on a daily basis. We are human beings. We are born with potassium 40. We are born with potassium 40, which are radioactive. They are emitting radiation, so we ourselves are subject of radiation. Mm. But the quantity and the intensity emitted is low, not to cause harm to human beings. But I also want to add one important thing that Nigeria is one of those countries that have got an independent nuclear regulatory body. Mm. That regulatory body is to ensure that any company operating in Nigeria follow strict rules as required by the International Atomic Energy Agency to ensure that uh, humans or people who are working close to this radiation remain safe and they are remain protected. They don't absorb doses that are more than the same level that have been required by the WHO. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for that answer. No? All right. Uh, you can call in, uh, and the program is Afri Nog in partnership with N Square. We're taking a look at radiation, its source, and clarification, classification, and nuclear security in Africa. And uh, uh, you just listened to Doug, Mr. Hubert Foy there. All right? No. Okay. I, uh, from, apart from today, aside from today, I never knew that radiation was something that we lived with day by day and something that has a positive impact on our lives. Uh, he talked about even the cell phones that we use and TVs and, uh, you know, the radios, uh, affiliated to radiation one way or the other. So I don't know, Jeremiah, maybe you can say a little bit about that. Or should I just ask, uh, Mr. Hubert Foy? Okay, uh, no problem. I can give some input. Please, please, yeah. please. Uh, we, we've been on this um, radio show since um, last week, and we've been sensitizing Nigerians about the benefits of um, nuclear to their lives. Nuclear is what actually sustained us uh, having the sun, which is a result of um, thermonuclear fusion reaction. Uh, it's a source of life for every human being, Nigerians inclusive. And today's edition is about the sources and classifications of nuclear and nuclear security in Africa. We have always had some negative implications or uh, judgments about nuclear. The oil industries use nuclear and they are somehow um, against nuclear because when nuclear power is in vogue in Nigeria, it will bring down the cost of electricity. We've been suffering from electricity and lack of heat in Nigeria and um, if we have nuclear power plants, it will go a long way to solving that, um, that um, problem. And in collaboration with um, N-Square, we have brought this um, uh, program to Nigerians to letting them know the benefits of nuclear technology in their lives. And I want to tell you that radiation is part of us and it's going to be so for a very, very long time. 
Okay, thank you so much. That is Jeremiah and Basil. He is one of the people partnering in this very, very beautiful, very, very informative and educative program that just kick started on Armed Forces Radio. I assure you, the best of this program is yet to come. There's so many people trying to call in, so many text messages trying to come in. But I think with time, with time is not our time is not on our side. But I assure you that from our next sitting, that uh, we will have a better better discussion, a better understanding, better sensitization, better enlightenment of this uh, um, a particular a topic that we are talking about. All right? Uh, Jeremiah, you still want to say something before yeah, I round just off? Just one more thing. Because, okay. Um, so, uh, so much um, uh, depth of knowledge in this aspect of um, uh, mm, uh, yes, of course. Um, replete in our country. And this has moved us as Nigerian young generation in nuclear to um, organize an outreach to different schools and organizations. And if your school or organization is interested in knowing nuclear, maybe having a club or some kind of um, group of um, teams that will uh, kind of get to know more about the applications and um, what they can do with nuclear technology, you can reach out to us on our website, www.nygn.org.ng or send us an email at info at nygn.org.ng and we will be doing a nuclear science week. It's, a, it's an international program. The nuclear science week is in October, the first week on second week of October. You are very much welcome to uh, um, inviting us to come and feature or make, make some introduction in your institution. Reach out to us through email and we will come to your institution. Thank you very much. Thank you so very much, Jeremiah, for that. And more will be coming your way as you join us same time next week for another edition of the program. Uh, Afri New. And a very big thank you to Mr. Hubbard Roy. Mr. Hubbard Roy is the director and senior research scientist. Hubbard Foy, rather. Hubbard Foy. Thank you for that correction. He's the director and senior research scientist, African Center for Science and International Security. And today, we took a look at radiation, its source and classification, and nuclear security in Africa. Join us sometime next week. We're sure you'll get more intrigue. Stay glued to Armed Forces Radio 107.7 FM. <laughs>